as in all the meetings of this type, I uh, really don't think about the meeting ahead of time. I don't premeditate. I don't approach it as a message occasion. But we just come together and we see really honoring the Lord as the unique head who is Emmanuel. He's in our midst. He's real. He's living. Amen. Uh, as we were praying, I did have the sense it might be the leading of the Spirit to share something maybe for about 20 minutes. Uh, and that may be is kind of a flexible word, but I think we'll stay in that range. We have an hour starting at 12. <clears throat> and I share this simply because I have the sense to share it. And that is arriving at one accord through fellowship in spirit. And this is not a teaching about anything. It is a fellowship about arriving at one accord through fellowship and spirit. Okay. Arriving more and more, I'm encouraged by the fact that one accord is not something we just have when we come together. We're just in it. Rather, we arrive at it. And that expression is found in Acts 15. And let's not consider whether that solution was intrinsically satisfying to Paul. The basic problem was solved. And when that gathering started, they were not fighting, but they surely were not in one accord. And the circumcision party took the lead to say they had to be circumcised to keep the law of Moses. Then there was much discussion. Peter testified about what happened. Paul testified about what happened. And so it's not like, you know, the British Parliament, which is kind of an interesting thing to observe. It's not chaotic. They're not fighting. But there is much speaking. And when the decision is made and the letter is written to the Gentile churches, the brothers say, we having arrived at one accord. And we know this expression, one accord, is used in the first chapter, characterizing those gathered in the upper room. And the operational definition of one accord is the application of the oneness of the Spirit to all the parts of our soul so that we are of one mind, one view, one will, one heart, one intention, and therefore all speak the same thing. We have the oneness of the Spirit. It's in the mingled Spirit. It even is the mingled Spirit. But if we are to work out anything, if we are decide, to decide anything, we have to use the faculties of our soul. We can't just sit here and calmly be one in the spirit. We, we have all kinds of matters to take care of, some of them crucial, some practical, all kinds of things. And it's understandable that as men brothers, we may have different views and different feelings about any matter. That should not shock us. That doesn't mean we're divided. It means we're persons. But we want to arrive at a genuine one accord on any particular matter. So that is the goal. So let's say the leading brothers in the church are meeting for a couple hours and 
they have to attend to a certain matter. They prayed, they're enjoying the Lord. They are in, in the oneness of the Spirit. Now, how will they work this out? Uh, is there a dictator that imposes his will? That is found in certain places, but that's not the Lord's recovery. That's not the church. So the goal is to arrive at one accord, which will be sensed by the saints spontaneously. They can sense if the brothers are one. But we arrive at it through fellowship in spirit. And this is what I want to concentrate on. The fellowship of the Spirit is the reality of the body of Christ. Fellowship in Spirit is the reality of the church life. So fellowship, just like the circulation of the blood we all know, this is the, the flowing of life in the body. It, this is the reality of the body. Now, the Lord cover our mind, but recently, a very, very serious mistake was made somewhere with a good heart, with virtually universal repercussions. And there was... Lots of feeling in the body among brothers about it and concern about it. And when the brothers involved, a good number came together, certain ones in the Lord and in the spirit of love said, our failure was the lack of fellowship. This happened because we did not have adequate fellowship. Okay. So now there is a spirit of fellowship. So how do we address the matter now? So there is ongoing fellowship. I'm getting emails while I'm here. And so I do have some consideration of what is what happens in genuine fellowship well the picture of the new jerusalem helps the river of water of life is bright as crystal and is flowing on the street that is transparent gold And a first prerequisite for fellowship is transparency among the brothers. And by transparency, I mean this. You have a feeling or a thought related to the matter being considered. Okay, no decision is made. If you do not bring that forth among the brothers, but express it to one or two brothers later, or God forbid, to your wife, that is not transparent. Being transparent doesn't mean that you let everything out that's in you about everything. That's destructive. But this is not easy, actually, for many people saints to do and certain personality types to do. One is we don't want to be wrong. But in the body there's not right and wrong. There's life and light. And suppose seven brothers are meeting, they're fellowshipping something, and five of them have expressed a view, pretty much the same. And you're sitting there, and you just have a different view. You have a different feeling. 
What should you do and what will you do? Will you say, well, I'm outnumbered. It's at least five to one, might be six to one, or five to two or six to one. But that's not faithful. And so in a spirit of fellowship, you say, brothers, it's evident that the course of this fellowship to this point has been going in this direction. But for some reason, I've got a different feeling. Well, everyone should welcome that. So then the brother, in a spirit of fellowship, shares his feeling. See? I've been in meetings, co-workers meetings like this. And one of two things always happens. And we never know which of the two it will be. One thing is, the brother really has the mind of the spirit. And as he flows out in fellowship, everyone is clear, this is the way we should go. Everyone drops their previous feeling. Now the brother's not elated, like, wow, this is pretty neat, you know, I've got a pipeline to God. And no, but because there's another um, outcome, and I've observed this and have experienced this, a brother sincerely shares it. And there's no problem because it's in a spirit of fellowship. He's not contending, he's not arguing, the brothers are not resisting, then when he's done, then he's the first to say, brothers, you know what? Now that I mention this, I'm really clear, we should not go this way. And then we all smile and have a good laugh. Why would we not talk to one another in this way? Because we don't want to be wrong? We're saving face. We don't want to be embarrassed. Then the fellowship is hindered. So this is the side of transparency. Again, I say transparency here means you have a feeling it's related to what's being discussed and you present it. To have a feeling and to withhold it, that's being not transparent, then you're not in the holy city. At that moment, you're not in the transparent golden city. You're not living in the reality of the body. You're not in the reality of the church. Because for some reason, you're holding back. And we'll look at some of the reasons shortly. I use this expression, <coughs> and I, I know this is in the word, but I owe this appreciation especially to my dear brother Ed Marks. <coughs> and he and I, for years, we just go back and forth. How is the Lord leading us for the elders' training and fellowship with others? So someone has to say something to start. So someone presents something and Brother Ed, uh, I've been perfected by him. He just said, in a spirit of fellowship, I present this. And, and anything I present can be adjusted, it can be rejected. And so now, now we are truly free to interact that if someone says, I think we have something here, but I'm wondering if we might look at this from another angle. And then Ed's not offended, he's not bothered, he's not insulted. Of course, th this is the very thing that we're asking for. As you know, fellowship is a function of our spirit, and to have a spirit of fellowship requires that as the Spirit is flowing through our soul, nothing in our soul is interfering with this. Now here's a case. 
Okay, this happened in the eldership in a certain place. The problem caused was resolved, but it really happened. Uh, <clears throat> a couple of the brothers, especially one, presented to the brothers the consideration of changing the time of the Lord's table meeting. And after that was presented, one brother had a tumultuous reaction. Not that he didn't lose his temper. He was just strong. This, how can we do this? And this and that and whatever. Okay. Fellowship is immediately over. It's over. How could anyone say anything after that? It's so strong. But he's not the only strong one, so there's another strong person there, so strong reacted to strong, and then both of the strongs repented, and peace is restored, but the matter is over. And so, <clears throat> this can be a factor. The reaction is so strong. Very different from someone receiving it, then he himself has the spirit of fellowship and can say, brothers, uh, I have concerns about this, you know. But if we make this change in the time, I'm concerned about the older saints that may not be able to attend a Lord's table meeting at that time of day. Uh, I wonder if it really might be a loss. I know there's some gains in the suggestion we have it at this time, then there's no problem with that. <clears throat> Another hindrance to a spirit of fellowship is subjectivity. And all the cases I refer to, they're real, you know. The, the names are withheld for the protection of the guilty, but... but uh, <laughs> These are real situations. So here may be four brothers taking the lead. And one brother, he just has a certain inclination. And he is very much before the Lord about a matter or matters to consider in the church. Then he comes to the fellowship with his revelation. The Lord spoke to me, the Lord showed me, the Lord directed me. This is his subjective feeling, I was with the Lord. And if the brothers want to say something contrary or ask something, then the brother will say, I guess you don't care for the Lord's leading. And this is not done in... Uh, like in a dominating way, or just in this selfie, subjective way that here I brought you the Lord speaking and you harden your hearts to the Holy Spirit, you know. Well, what should such a brother do? I don't know whether the Lord spoke to him or not. I think I learned that lesson. I want to tell you how. If someone says, the Lord told me, I'm not going to say the Lord did not tell you. Uh, and we're like kindergarten kids in the playground. You did, you did not. But that brother needs to realize something. That even if the Lord showed him something, he is part of the body of Christ and whatever the Lord shows in spirit will be carried out through the body Amen. with his fellowship. Furthermore, you know, we may be wrong. Hasn't there been one time in your whole life that you thought something was the Lord and it was not the Lord? Hasn't there been one time? And so how much different if he would come and say, Brothers, I was with the Lord. And I had this sense that I'd like to share with you. So he releases it 
and then distances himself from it. So now when the brothers consider it, he's not subjectively involved with all kinds of feeling. Uh, how this place is doing, I don't know. This was a deeply rooted practice. So these are some of the, the matters that we have to learn to live out together. We do not have a king. We do not have a dictator. We're not under the thumb of a strong disposition. We are brothers. According to truth, there is no hierarchical rank among elders. That means there's no number one elder who listens to everybody and then everybody knows. He said, okay, you all express yourself. Okay, this is it now. We shouldn't appeal to, to Acts 15 and say James did it. Someone may function as a James. Someone has to encapsulate it. If we consider this, this is one of the greatest matters in our service. So if we do not have a spirit of fellowship, and if we do not learn how to fellowship according to some of these aspects, then how can we arrive at one accord? <clears throat> because Humanly speaking, we have different feelings. We have different views. It is the fellowship in spirit and the spirit of fellowship that enables all of us to be tempered and adjusted in our inward parts. And that happens to everybody. It doesn't just happen to somebody. And I am not exempting Brother Lee, okay, I was not there with the co-workers in 1989 when Brother Lee presented to them his burden for the Russian-speaking world. There is no question that Brother Lee in his direct fellowship with the Lord really received direction from the Lord why not go to Europe? Look what has happened to the former Soviet Union. Look at the environment. Why would we not go? But when he came together with his co-workers, he didn't say, brothers, the Lord showed me, the Lord directed me that we need to go to Europe. So I'm telling you now, get ready, get your saints ready, we're going to Europe. That's not the way he lived. He would present it in fellowship to the brothers. And through the presentation in fellowship, all the brothers realize this is the Lord's move. Now, another situation, I was present. And the impression obviously stayed with me from around November 1977. Walter Martin our erstwhile opposer was scheduled to speak in a Lutheran church building in Anaheim on cults, namely about us. And we heard about it. There was supposed to be a, two or three sessions on successive evenings. Brother Lee called some of us together on a Saturday. And here's how the fellowship began. This is Brother Lee. He said, let's ha have 200 sisters do a ring around their building on the outside before they come. And, and the sisters will be equipped to do this and that. So we're all listening to this. 200 sisters. I mean, how would you feel? You come to one of the meeting halls so let's say tomorrow night we have a meeting and 200 
believers from an opposing group are there. Well, no, no one felt good about it, but we're not Brother Lee. This is Brother Lee proposing this. And if we would, who are we to suggest to Brother Lee that there might be another way, but that's exactly what we had to do. He had no problem. He didn't say, don't you realize who I am? I'm the minister of the age. Well, then there are various suggestions made. And another one was that let's go early ahead of their people and fill up the meeting place. <laughs> so then we considered, how would we feel if we walk into our meeting place, especially at the rate we come in and the time we come in to the meeting place, and we find out it's 90% filled with opposers. It's just not seemly. So the Lord gave us a different way entirely, and Brother Lee was happy. He was just happy. Happy with the outcome. There's no feeling. Why didn't these brothers accept my suggestion and now we've got to have this approach? Okay, if Brother Lee can live this way, then surely we can and we must live this way. So now, in order to stay approximately within my 20 minutes, I'm already a little past. I just want to tell two anecdotes on the line of transparency, both related to my working with Brother Lee one-on-one. -on -one. When we started the life studies in April 1974, Brother Lee began to write outlines. And there might be in the archives these original outlines Okay, I'm looking at it. Roman numeral one, subpoint. Roman numeral one in parentheses, subpoint. Capital A, subpoint. Capital A in parentheses. And I said to myself, this is a strange outline. <laughs> this is not the usual outline style, but who am I? To, to question Brother Lee in writing the outline for his message. So, I thought I was being humble, and I thought I was being submissive, and I said nothing. Then maybe after seven or eight weeks, I came to work with him, and he showed me the outline. Roman numeral one, subpoint capital A, subpoint Arabic one, subpoint small a. He said we were doing the outline wrong. Okay. That's all I said was something like, yes. <laughs> indicating I knew it. And then the following came. These words are blowtorched in my heart. <laughs> brother, that's, brother, you should have told me. That's not genuine. We work together, okay? Wow. So, wow. can you see them flaming? Yeah. You should have told me. That's not genuine. We work together. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> and so then I realize, in relation to my work with him, wow. not in relation to things in which I'm not involved, I will be honest and transparent about any concern or feeling or thought that I have. Then this was tested by the following incident. When we were about to put out the hardbound edition of the Life Study in the green volumes, brothers had prepared kind of mock-up copies for Brother Lee to consider. And he showed me these. And he says, some brothers, they want to have a paper cover. They have a jacket. Some brothers were for this, and he showed me the paper cover. So he asked me, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. So 
What should I say? Should I say that I talk to Brother Lee like this? Well, according to the anointing within and the sense of light, come on, how do you feel? So I told him, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the paper cover. It's like a, a bound encyclopedia. The cover itself is sufficient. Now, I was happy when he said, I don't like it either. <laughs> that was encouraging, but I can tell you, even if he had said, well, all the other co-workers, including me, uh, we really like the paper cover. I said, that's fine. I would, that's fine. You asked me how I felt. And I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. And I'll never like it. <laughs> and if they were sold with a paper cover, I would have removed mine. And so these are some matters, brother, that brothers, that uh, they're, they're not teachings. There needs to be an atmosphere in which we are dealing with the matter. If we were to carry it out, we have to eventually think the same thing, feel the same thing, be with one soul, one heart. That is something we arrive at unless it's imposed on us. And that's not the body of Christ and that's not the church life in the Lord's recovery. So we arrive at it through a spirit of fellowship then once the decision is made, all talking is over. The decision is made. I do know of a situation in a church of substantial size with many leading brothers. One brother was not present at the elders meeting, but it was necessary for the brothers in that meeting to make a decision about something. It wasn't momentous, but it was significant. And when the brother returned and found out about it at the next elders meeting, he was angry. He said, I veto that. What is that? What is that? Who has veto power? Just the thought to veto it Let's suppose he had the feeling we should reconsider it. Then why wouldn't he speak like this? Brothers, I was not there and I respect the fellowship that you had. And I know that once something is decided, we should leave it alone. But I'm wondering if we might have time to reconsider this. Because there are some aspects of this that you might not have been aware of. See the difference? Mm -hmm. What a difference. <coughs> so what should the brothers say to the one, I veto it? Do you say, President has the right of veto? We override your veto. <laughs> Let's say, then, then, then what kind of atmosphere is there immediately? Eventually, that brother would not change and did not change. So the Lord made a change. The Lord made a change. Because I believe increasingly, this is a personal feeling with much observation, the Lord will not tolerate in the churches any longer some kind of strong person with the church under his hand. That's over. Whether it's the thought of a number one or it's a strong disposition or whatever it is, the reality of the body is in the, the fellowship. Amen. And the spirit of fellowship brings us into one accord. And that is beautiful. And that is what brings in the blessing. Amen. So... Any feeling? Any fellowship about fellowship?
all, we all have to deny ourselves to do this. If some, they're a quick person. And some brothers that are quick, they don't know what they're doing. There's one co-worker in a certain place. He doesn't know how he's coming across. He doesn't know how he kills fellowship by his reaction. He's not a domineering person. He just is strong in his reaction. So what, what should the brothers do? Should they wait until he's about to be transfigured? Or can someone fellowship and say, Brother, you need a mirror held up to you. You have a pattern of being too strong in your initial reaction. And someone did it, and it took a while for him to see it, but now he's seeing it. I know we would all wish that we would get light alone when we're with the Lord and no one would ever have to touch us. But that's not how perfecting takes place. The Lord is, in fact, perfecting you through a member of the body. Mm. Okay, I think I'm done with this. We only have 12 minutes left, but how do you feel about this? How does this ring in you? I feel it's very sweet. we have to get through things. But that atmosphere and being sensitive to it among one another respects both the head and one another. And it just it seems like that's more important than anything else we do. The direction we go, we accomplish, to maintain an atmosphere together. And I, I just feel like a lot of other things have kind of gone by the wayside over the years that were more important. There's a lot of fellowship and coordination in this area. Three local churches, four local churches, uh, a training. So there's a lot. I was just wondering if, if there's a way to do a test or an experiment where we're all doing our fellowship and coordination. Maybe Ron's in the other side of a room, a, 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 you know, a, a shaded uh, window, and then he can come in and observe and <laughs> kind of... I'd rather have Benson do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just to say that uh, there's a lot of learning, yeah. and the more we fellowship about fellowship, it seems like there's some real help here. <clears throat> Maybe uh, I ask a question. It might be too... Uh, don't 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 doubt your question. Just let it come. Are there any principles that, uh, the matter of plurality, covering, and efficiency? And efficiency. So meaning, you know, because I remember the intro comes on the uniqueness of the head and the plurality of it. That was very uh, enlightening to me because of you know we're. Not all inclusive, so we, there needs to be some plurality, but there's also, in, in many cases, a need of covering. Um, but so, how do you strike that balance? And then the third balance of that is the efficiency. If you are to gain everyone's feeling, perspective, and understanding, uh, like you know, the more perspectives you get, the more rounded the picture. But more time. The covering and the, and the uh, and I know that's, yeah. that's good. Uh, okay, well, uh, in order for the brothers to be able to fellowship properly with transparency, there must be the assurance everything is covered in this fellowship. Nothing goes out of the room. 
The only thing other than the decision made in one accord. And even when we're sharing in transparency, there's always a limit, there's always a measure. And our spirit will be trained that we can bring the matter forth, but we can only share, you know, this much. I remember being in uh, a co-worker's meeting before the matter of Titus was dealt with. So many of the brothers loyal to him were there. And Brother Benson brought up the matter of a middle-aged training in Anaheim for fellowship among the brothers. And there's no surprise, so many of the brothers generally felt good, and it's not a surprise. Those brothers did not agree at all. But Benson realized, and we all realized, that in a situation like this, if we are bound by the fact everyone, everyone there has to agree, then one, one person can have veto power. Sometimes you have to go by the general feeling. I really don't know how those from the circumcision party felt. Were they really convinced? Maybe they thought within, they got to become Jews, they got to be circumcised. Or maybe they thought, okay, we'll let the Gentiles go, but we're going to keep Jerusalem circumcised. Sometimes we have to act according to the, the general feeling. Otherwise, nothing will happen. Hopefully, and this will happen to us one by one, we all have to die. You just have to die. Even, okay, you have the feeling, you let it go, the self that's related to your feeling, it has to die. You have to see something, you know, beyond yourself. So I don't know if I address the matter of covering that, you know, we're not like, we're not exposing persons uh, that has to be done with utmost care and not in an open way. But everyone needs to be covered. You need to leave there with the sense it's all covered. How destructive it would be if someone would report, but we had this deliberation. What did Brother so-and-so say? He said this. And if that happens, uh, fellowship is over. But most brothers, they will say, look, if I share something, I don't have the assurance that I'll be covered. That to, <clears throat> according to 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light, as God is in the light, we have fellowship. So fellowship requires that we be in the light. But John emphasizes God is love, not only God is light. So there must always be the covering love to match the light. And when there is the covering love, that's when we'll be free to, to share in all honesty what our feeling is, knowing that love covers everything. The sweetest, and maybe with an eldership of five brothers, it can be practiced week in and week out is to arrive at one accord. But the brothers have to allow the spirit to apply the oneness of the spirit through the cross to their soul, to your feeling, to your thought, to your view. That is what makes one accord possible. And a little sidebar, by the time they were in Acts, they were the fine flower. And then the Spirit was poured on them to be the meal offering. But in Luke, and Luke is writing both books, he quotes the Lord Jesus as saying, Simon, Simon, 
Satan has requested all of you to sift you as wheat. So the Lord allowed Satan to put the apostles in a sieve, to be shaken, to be thrown up and down. They all failed. They were all broken. And that is why they could be in one accord. And that is why Peter would stand with the eleven, and the eleven are clear. Peter, it's your function to open it up. John is there. I don't know what he senses about his portion, but he would say, Peter, I'll come around in about 60 years. Okay? I'll come around later. No, I'm just with you. You use the keys and open this up. So at least that's a response, David, to your question. It may not be a satisfactory answer. Can I ask your experience um, concerning email and fellowship concerning practical matters over email? I think a lot of uh, fellowship comes from, our learning comes from just doing. And I really appreciate some of these anecdotes in terms of uh, our learning. And I feel like email is a new animal to a lot of brothers. Yeah. And my observation is a lot of times it's been misunderstanding maybe um, different cultures, different abilities with the English language, writing, misunderstanding, and problems are caused. Uh, sometimes there's frustration because people don't reply to their emails. And I just wanted to know what your experience was, especially because the situation is so complex with different localities and needing to coordinate a lot of matters. We rely on email now, and I just wanted to know yeah. a little bit about it. Well, I'm learning this along with everybody else. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, if I'm sending an email, where is this going to go? Where is it going to go? I'd like to have the assurance that it's only going to the brothers listed. But many things that I would write, I have to realize, it's, it, it may go throughout to the whole universe. And uh, I do know, you know, say for practical communication, the passing on information, letting brothers know, I don't, and well, in a smaller scale, the co-workers practice this. But sometimes we can't get together. And we trust that our fellowship is confidential. And we just share back and forth through email in the same principle. But you have to have the assurance and trust in the brothers. It's not going anywhere. Now we had a meeting a couple years ago or so. Uh, the co-workers in Southern California with about 40-some younger brothers that are serving and learning. And they are much more high-tech than we were, and, and they were sharing this and that and how they communicate with Groupon and this and that. And one dear brother said, that's the reality of the body of Christ. And I chuckled, not in mockery, I said, nothing replaces face-to-face -face fellowship. So certain practical matters that don't require depth of fellowship, but the sharing of a view can be worked out. That I got emails today, I didn't have the feeling to respond to them due to my limitations, but I realized the brothers are working this out and and it, it's within this small sphere of brothers, and it's not going anywhere. It's, it's I don't know if, if it's, we should be sorry about it, but privacy and confidentiality have virtually disappeared. Right? Someone can take a picture of something and go online. People can invade your things and put things there. It's just... That's why for me, I know this is a footnote, I'm not doing Facebook. Don't look for me on Facebook. I'm not going to tweet. I set up a Twitter account, but I don't even know my own password, and I don't want to know. I'm not going to tweet. I'm not going to Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll email a little bit, but I just can't place myself in this realm of total uncovering. Mm. 
But yet, for practical purposes, it works. Ed and I communicate through email. Brother Ed, do you have any feeling about the Wednesday night meeting? And then a couple of days later, well, how would you feel if we considered this line? And I said, I feel good, and maybe we could develop this and that. And he said, I feel great, and could you put, I'm in, I'm in uh, India right now. Could you maybe put out the schedule? Yeah, here's the schedule. But I know he's not going to send this anywhere. And if we wait to be together, nothing would ever happen. It's hard ever to get together. I know that's a, a stream of consciousness answer. We have to use it. But we have to be very watchful and realize its limitations. I mean, certain sensitive things I will not put into writing. I would just not put into writing, period. Even if I fully trust the brother, has your account never been hacked? I mean, these things, these things go on. I don't want it to be accessible to anyone. I will only share it in person. Okay? Are you learning similar things, Gideon? Yeah. I've seen someone where they're very strong in their writing. You realize if they were in person, they may not be that strong. Mm -hmm. you know, in the light of the brothers. You don't pick up the tone. Yeah. And then what do you do? You sense the tone, you sense the spirit. You're going to write back and say, Brother, I'm really troubled by the tone, the spirit of your email. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I may be strong on the email, but when I'm in person, I, I may be more in the spirit than I am when I'm on the email. Yeah. It's too easy to just, just go. Yeah. That, that is a good point. Amen. 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 Can we pray a little bit? Amen. Amen.